We're going to be talking tonight about spiritual gifts. I spoke about that this morning, but I really just felt tonight to bring more of a practical application. And um, so I'm just sort of feeling that I'm out on a bit of a limb here. And the good thing about being out on a bit of a limb is that hopefully there'll be less of Michael and there'll be more of Jesus. Um, So that will be good. And, And I used to be an orchardist, for those who don't know. And, you know, on a tree, often the best of the fruit is on the margins of the tree, the edges of the tree. And Christianity is often like that. You know, we want to play it safe and comfortable, but it's actually when we're out of our comfort zone, we're put in a situation where we're not comfortable and we're feeling stretched, that then we really have to trust and rely upon the Holy Spirit in those situations. And friends, even though it's uncomfortable, that's when we really start to live the Christian life. We really have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us and encourage us. So I'm feeling a little bit like that tonight. So we could go either way, but hopefully it'll go a good way. We'll see how we go. John chapter 14 and verse 12 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, greater works, because, I'm going to, because I am going to be with the Father. And it's an amazing thing, isn't it, to think that Jesus, and Easter's coming up shortly, is that right? Hot cross buns are in the supermarket. They seem to be in the supermarket all year round now, don't they? They just put crosses on them a bit closer to Easter. Um, but, you know, Jesus, when he was... Uh, crucified and raised again and ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. And the amazing thing as Christians is we get to do the work that Jesus did here on earth. We're his arms, his feet, his mouthpiece. And so Jesus isn't giving words of knowledge or words of encouragement to other people or laying on the hands on the sick and seeing them recovered. Jesus is using you and me to be those instruments that bring God's reality into people's worlds. Look to the person to the left and the right of you and say, you're Jesus' instrument tonight. I hope that's an empowering thought. (laughs) Some of you looked and thought, man, he's a rough instrument or she's a rough instrument. There's a bit of work to do. I could see that. But um, God's a God of grace, isn't he? And he uses all of us. So that's an amazing thought right there. And the second amazing thought is that my iPad just switched off and it's on again. And then in John chapter 14 and verse 11, we read, Believe me when I say, I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of miracles themselves. I said this morning for those that weren't here that miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles, they're signposts of the kingdom. They're signposts that say Jesus is alive and well. He's building his church. Something more of the kingdom of God is coming from heaven to earth. They reckon in church history there's a move of God at least once a generation. I grew up in the charismatic renewal. I know you'll find that hard to believe because I look so incredibly young tonight. Now, don't laugh. You know, you're supposed to be encouraging me here. And thank you. I heard that. That's good. That's what you should do. And, um, and we saw an amazing move of God in the 70s and 80s. But we're overdue for a move of God again. And in church history, every generation, there's been a move of God. Let's press in in this generation and believe that there's a move of God. Now, one of the scariest things... I see as a Christian, and I've been guilty of it myself, is to live Christianity just in your own strength. You can go through the motions, right? You can fake it till you make it, but the problem is you never make it in the Christian experience. You just get tired, worn out, burnt out on religion. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us that it would be alive and vibrant and new so that that life we can share with others. I'm going to be looking for a few volunteers a little bit later in our time together, so just get prepared for that. That should be fun. I promise it won't be a a bad experience for you, and I'll be watching Gillian as soon as she gives the eyes down. 
Okay, we'll, we'll move on to something else. So I'll be paying attention. I'll be looking over here somewhere. And, oh, okay. John 14, 15 to 17 says, If you love me and obey what I command, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. You know, there's a phrase I talked about this morning. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I think sometimes as Christians, we do that. We just go through the motions of Christianity and we just expect that it's going to be different when we're just doing the same day after day, week after week, month after month. And we need to be open to the Holy Spirit doing different things through our lives. We need to be those vessels that God can use. So we're moving into a series looking at spiritual gifts. And I'm just giving the introduction tonight, which means I can have a whole lot of fun and explain next to nothing. So it should be good. I get to go first, and then the next three weeks they get to clean up the mess. It's great. <laughs> I could even leave town and go to Eureka, where I live, and just sort of come back in during the week, you know, sort of sneak into the building from time to time. So it's all good. But I want to just remind you, first of all, of um, Ephesians 4, 11 to 13 gifts. These are what we call the Ascension Ministry Gifts. Apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. We spoke about these in the second half of 2021. I just want to remind you of where they kind of fit in the gamut of spiritual gifts. Because one of the things that's really confusing, Pastor Simon and I have talked about this, is you go to a spiritual gifts questionnaire online, of which there are many, and they just lump all the spiritual gifts together. So am I an apostle or prophet? Or do I move in signs and wonders? Or is this a motivational gift? They're all there. But when Paul talks about spiritual gifts, he's very clear to talk about the different function of the gifts. It's not that one's more important than the other, it's just they have different functions. And when we think about ascension ministry gifts, we essentially think of the gift of people to the church. So I thought we'd have some fun tonight, and i help you to remember, if when we're thinking of these ascension ministry gifts, we think of particular people. And I wonder if you can think of maybe a phrase that goes with these people. Now, it's only right that we start with Pastor Sheridan, wouldn't you say? Pastor Sheridan has an apostolic grace upon his life. That means that he makes things happen. You know, he's kind of never satisfied just with the status quo. He's always thinking of the next thing. If he has an idea, a day when he doesn't have 10 ideas, it's been a bad day. Ask Pastor Jan. She'll she'll tell you it's the truth. I don't know how she lives with him. Must be the grace of God. I'm sure it's a great experience. (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't know how. It's a, it's a mystery. It's, it's a work of God. I told you we we're going to have fun tonight. Now, what are some of the phrases you associate when you think of Pastor Sheridan? Anyone brave enough? Handsome. Oh, you're just greasing. That's just, that's just straight grease. And it's not even grease of the Holy Spirit. It's some other sort of grease. <laughs> I wonder if Pastor Sheridan ever said something to you like this. Michael, let's just go on a journey. And we'll see how that works out. Has anyone been on a journey with Pastor Sheridan? Or been invited to go on a journey? Yes? Any other hands? It's probably quite applicable because Pastor John Douglas, who was the principal of the Bible college that Pastor Sheridan went to, he used to take Pastor Sheridan on a journey, which is what used to happen to the naughty boys and girls, and they needed to be sorted out. And Pastor John would take them for a walk around the block. So Pastor Sheridan's probably been on a few journeys. How many journeys would you say you were? (laughs) You don't need to answer that question. But that's the grace and the gift of an apostle. They journey with you. The grace and gifting on their lives opens up possibilities. The reason that Gillian and I are here are really to put our weight behind Sheridan and Jan. We taught them at Bible college, and we just really wanted to help the apostolic grace that Pastor Sheridan carries be a reality in our midst. So we're really fortunate to have them. He's a gift. 
So it doesn't mean he's perfect. Ask Pastor Jen. Doesn't mean he's more important than anyone else. Ask his sons. But he's a gift to the church, and they make things happen. Yes, deserves a clap. Now, when I think about the prophetic gift, I think about Steve McCracken. When Steve comes, we welcome him as a prophet, and we expect something to shift in the church, right? Often, Pastor Sheridan will say, look, Steve is speaking to us, Pastor Steve is speaking to us today. Have your ears open to hear what he's saying. The last message, if you haven't listened to that, was quite prophetic for us as a church in the season that we're in. Something shifted. I always have my radar out. What's God saying in this season? And um, often, Pastor Steve will things like, say things like, you know, Father's saying this, and he's bringing a prophetic direction into the house. The other thing that these Ascension Ministry gifts do, they'll always raise up Ascension Ministry gifts. So Pastor Sheridan, apostolic gift like the thumb, can touch all of the other gifts. So he will raise up by the grace and gifting on his life, he'll raise up pastors, uh, prophets, teachers, evangelists, by the grace and gifting, other apostles on his life. So a prophetic gift will often raise prophetic gifts. And then we have the evangelist. I think of Daz Chettle. I'm not sure. Um, we used to call him something else beginning with P, but I don't think we're allowed to say that word in church. But um, no, we won't go there. No, I'm getting the look. No, that's not safe ground. You'll have to ask Jay. He'll fill you in on the details. But, but Daz, he raises up others with an evangelistic gift. When Daz speaks, you feel as though you want to get born, born again all over, don't you? You really do. I remember being at the Brownsville Revival when Steve Hill was preaching, and he was preaching, the clock is ticking and it's going to be midnight, and I tell you, I confessed every sin that I had committed or I thought I'd committed I was going to commit because the conviction of God was so strong. That's the gift of an evangelist, and they'll raise up other evangelists. I've got a pastoral gift, which means I just love being on the journey with people. I love being on the journey with people and creating an atmosphere where where they can realize the gift and grace of God upon their lives. Pastor Simon's a teacher. Didn't you love last week's message in the car and sanctification and a picture of how God can do that in our lives? That's the gift of a teacher that deserves. So these people are gifts to the body of Christ. They're ascension ministry gifts, Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. We've talked about those Have a look at those messages. There's a great video there from Danny Silk. Very funny. You'll enjoy that. And they were in the second half of 2021. Today we're talking about 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. So I'm going to read these. These are nine gifts. I just get to have fun with them. Those speakers that follow get to do all the work and tidy up the mess afterwards. So that's not my brief. I'm just giving an introduction. So I hope it's on the screen. I'm sure it is. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but the same God works in, works all of them in all men. Now, to one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives to each one just as he determines. Now, I just felt Holy Spirit as I was praying about this this afternoon, and it was very inconvenient. The Holy Spirit does that, I find, sometimes. He said, demonstrate. I said, well, I'm not quite sure how to do that. 
So I need three volunteers. This is the part of the, of the gathering that you've been really enjoying to volunteer. So we can do this the easy way or the hard way. You can come to me or I can come to you. Either way, well, I see someone. So Tyra would like to come because she was waving her hand enthusiastically in the back saying, pick me, pick me. So thank you, Tyra. And because of the grace and the gifting of, on your life, you can choose two other people to come with you as you come forward. That would be awesome. Fantastic. Now, when we're talking about these 1 Corinthians 12 gifts, 4 to 7, we need to understand that we are just vessels. Come up. Apparently, we need to be on the platform, guys, so that everyone can see you. And if you fall off the stage, it's way more funny that way. So um, that'd be great. Give them a hand. They're good sports, aren't they? (laughs) And the good news is, if you didn't get to volunteer this time, there's another opportunity coming. So that will be really good, won't it? So these 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11 gifts, we don't own them. You know, these are not gifts that are mine, that I have in my back pocket. I can't just whisk out a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. We're just vessels. And so we're going to see a little bit later on. This says to everyone is given, and it gives the nine gifts, because we don't own them. We just need to be vessels that God can use. So I'm just putting myself out of my comfort zone on the edge, and I'm just hoping that Holy Spirit is going to give me something for each of these people. Now, my default position is, if I don't have anything, which can happen, I'll believe God for a scripture for them, because God always speaks through his word, right? So I'll believe for a scripture that will be encouraging for them. And so we can do this, you know, wherever we are. This is not just for with Christians. I'll demonstrate it uh, later on about how could we do it in the workplace with non-Christians in a way that isn't weird. And um, as I was praying about this this afternoon, I just got one thought that for, for one of them, and I didn't know who it would be, that there was going to be a season where they were going to have to um, exercise faith in a new kind of dimension. It was going to be a step up for them. And, and as they just came up, aren't they lovely looking people? Yeah. Are, I, still, I still nearly don't recognize Aram, you know, he still has to, says there's something missing, doesn't there? Sort of in the, maybe I could have a bit of a transplant. We give it to Pastor Sheridan, you know, he looks like he's got... My, more than enough. And, and, I, and I just connected with Tyra. It was just like, it was just intuition. You know, don't overthink it. The worst you can do is get it wrong. And if you get it wrong, you get a chance to practice. The other thing is, remember that gifts are always a mixture of the human and divine. Remember that for each of these, they always have to weigh up what I'm sharing. And they can put it on the top shelf if they think Michael's way offline. Because Gillian will tell you that Michael is way offline sometimes. She says, get back into line, boy. No, oops, got the eyes there. No, that was a no-go zone. So just just stepping back from that for a moment or two. So I felt for you, Tyra, that there's going to be a season coming up where you're going to have to exercise a new dimension of faith. And it's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. Because I think God sees the grace and gifting upon your life. And, and I just see there's going to be a time when you really step into something. And God's going to have prepared you. You're going to have faith for that new season. And it's not going to be just about you, but there are going to be others raised up with you as well. It's kind of like, so you're making a way not just for yourself, but others are going to follow in that grace and anointing upon your life. So that's awesome. So, but I had nothing else, so now I'm really having to trust, because I don't own these gifts, right? I'm not pulling a word of knowledge out of my pocket. I'm not thinking of a prophetic, I've got these, all these prophecies written down, but it is good to prepare and pray, and sometimes God will give you things. So now I'm just trusting that God will give me something. Otherwise, it's going to be very embarrassing for me and an awkward silence for you. 
Yeah, Aram, I, I just, yeah, I, when I saw you, I just, um, the, the scripture that came to mind was like David, you know, and when David was on the back paddock and he was kind of in obscurity, but God was preparing him and there would be the time when he would come forward and he would slay Goliath. And I just feel God saying for you, don't put on Saul's armor. You know, you need to put the armor on that fits for you. You, you need to do with the way that you're wired, you're graced. Go with that. Go with who you are, and God will use that to do amazing things. But don't look back and think you have to do it in someone else's way. Um, do it in, with the grace and the anointing that God's placed upon you. Yeah. And then Ruby, I mean, she's just so lovely, and, and she's evenly distantly related to me by marriage. Is that right? By marriage. What is that relationship? I don't know. Cuzzy bro. Cuzzy bro. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I felt for you, Ruby, that there's just an amazing grace upon your life to mentor uh, other, other young women in particular. Um, I saw you like being a, a large totara tree, and under that tree there were seedlings that were growing, and those seedlings were going to grow and actually be bigger than the parent tree. And um, I just believe in this next season of your life, you won't need to go looking for them. And, and you'll need to be a bit selective because there'll be more people wanting to be mentored by you than you can actually do. So you'll need wisdom to know just who it is that you're to, to spend time with and invest into their lives that they may do significant things for the kingdom. And, and I believe there's going to be a grace and anointing. It won't be another um, thing to do, but you're going to know tremendous joy and fulfillment as you see these people growing in the grace and giftings on their lives and just seeing them do what God's called them to do. Awesome. Awesome. Let's show our appreciation for these guys. Thank you. Now, I could be very right or very wrong, so you can talk to these guys later and check it out. As I say, on a good day, probably 80% Holy Spirit, 20% Michael on a bad day, probably 80% Michael, 20% the Holy Spirit. So, but I have prayed this afternoon and just because I, I wanted it to be helpful and encouraging for them. But I'm just a vessel. You get the picture? I haven't got these just to switch on, switch off. You don't own these gifts. You just operate in these gifts. So I haven't got a clue what the time is tonight. Is that timer correct that we're counting down to? Hopefully it is. Um, But I just want to highlight some of the phrases in that. To each one, I've mentioned that already. You know, sometimes I've met people, and I imagine if we were praying for people tonight, it would be much the same here, and they say, oh, Pastor Michael, when God was giving out spiritual gifts, they ran out just before he got to me. I said, oh, rats. But that's the wrong understanding, because it's, the Holy Spirit never runs out, and we're just a vessel. And so if we're open, if we're on the edge, one day I'm going to fall off this stage the closer to the edge I get. That could be quite funny, couldn't it? Unless I kind of wind up with a broken leg. No, not good. Okay, backing away from that. So this is where Gillian's here tonight. Um, but we're just a vessel. It's just being open to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us. Okay, so to each and every one. Yes, each and every one can be used by the Holy Spirit. Each and every one is created in the image of God. It's scary when you live the Christian life without the work of the Spirit in your life. At worst, that's, that's dead works. It's dry. It can be manipulative. We need to be empowered with the grace of the Holy Spirit. We really do. It needs to be fresh and exciting. And the only way it is fresh and exciting is by stepping in off the edge and pressing into the things of God. And it's different for every person. You don't have to do it like I do it. You do it in the way that God has graced and gifted you to do it. The next thing I wanted to share is that it is a manifestation of the Spirit. We've talked a little bit about this already. You know, it's a manifestation of the Spirit. 
it's not something that you've learned. I'm going to talk about this briefly at the end about um, you know, gifts of the Holy Spirit that are ones that are a function of our personality. So they're motivational gifts. You know, they're things that we've been born with. So some people are born with a leadership gift. And so they can, they can grow and improve that leadership gift, but they've, they've been born with that. They can develop that. Some people are, are, are just born with a desire to serve or hospitality or whatever. I'll talk about that in a moment if we've got time. But these are a manifestation of the Spirit. The thought that came to mind when I was thinking about this, uh, this afternoon is, there's nothing worse than losing your keys, right? Have you ever lost your keys to your flat or your house? Have you ever had that experience? Isn't it the pits or to the car? And cars are harder to get into now, I found. <laughs> you know, back in the day when I was an orchardist, I always used to have a piece of number eight wire in my truck and a piece of that packing tape, and I could break into most cars. Because people, when they came to the orchard for pick your own, they were always locking their keys in the car. It was much faster for me to break into them than call the AA. But you know, it's just not as easy these days. And when it comes to losing your keys, it's just the pits to your house or your flat. Now, you can do a workaround, right? You can try and climb in a window. Or at worst, I guess you could smash a window and get in that way. That would be a bit extreme, especially if you're a student, because that could be expensive. But there's nothing worse than losing your keys. How great is it when you find the right key and you open the door with the key? Isn't it a relief when you've lost your keys and you find them? You put it in the front door and you think, man, that's just so easy. Spiritual gifts should be like that. You know, sometimes the way we kind of live our Christian lives is quite blunt and brutal. You know, we, we, pray, we pray harder, and there's nothing wrong with praying harder. We work harder, and there's nothing wrong with working harder. But without the dimension of the Spirit in it, it is just hard work, whether it's prayer. I remember once we did this, what was it? Changed the world in 24-hour school of prayer, I think it was. And we're supposed to pray for an hour a day. I'm an orchardist. I'm up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Now I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning trying to pray. Well, by about 5 past 5, I'm in the chair. It was just a disaster. It just didn't work for me. I felt so incredibly guilty. Gosh, Michael, you can't even pray for an hour a day. How's revival ever going to come to this nation? It's all your fault. And then I had to learn there was a different way to pray. So allow the Holy Spirit to give you keys that will unlock things in your life that will be life-giving for you. A word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, faith to pray for someone who's sick and see what happens. They're a manifestation of the Spirit. The third thing tonight is that they're sovereignly given. So you can't earn these. You don't get to, to these spiritual gifts to th flow through your life for good behavior. It's not, Tim, you've been a really good boy this week. So this week, you can have a roast dinner with all the trimmings, and your favorite dessert, and I'm going to give you the word of knowledge on Monday. I'm going to give you faith on Tuesday, prophecy on Wednesday, discerning of spirits on Friday. You can have a day off on Saturday, and Sunday you can pick whatever you choose. You know, it's not like that, but we sometimes make it like that, don't we? I'm not being flippant, but I'm just wanting to make the point that we don't earn or deserve these gifts. They're just sovereignly given. You just have to be available for God to use you. And I'm really believing this week as we pray that God is going to give us a hunger for spiritual gifts, a hunger to be those channels that God can work through. So that it isn't just hard work, but we have that empowering by the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 8, 17 to 19, I'm not going to read it tonight, but it's talking about Simon the sorcerer. And when he saw that they, they were laying on hands 
and, and um, the new Christians were receiving the Holy Spirit, he wanted to pay Jesus' disciples for it. He said, I want some of that power as well. But he misunderstood that it's a gift that's sovereignly given. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. You just need to steward it well. Now, it is true. Gillian and I have faith to pray for people who are having trouble conceiving children. So come and see us afterwards. I'd love to pray for you. Because we were on that journey. We had trouble conceiving children. And so because we saw breakthrough in our lives, we have faith to believe in that area. So we've prayed for lots of couples. And sometimes it's a bit weird. Like you're sitting down for a meal with people and you just kind of, you know, got through the entree or whatever, and you're starting in on the steak, and someone says next to you, oh, we're having trouble having a baby. It's like, that's not kind of like dinner conversation, is it? But those weird sort of things happen to us all the time because we've got faith to believe in that area. So sometimes Holy Spirit will just link us up with the right people at the right time. And we can pray, not because we've got the gift of healing that we own, but because we've seen God's faithfulness in that and we're just a vessel that God can use in that situation. And God will talk about that through our other speakers later on, I'm sure, and that will be great. Don't get hooked on the power of the 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11 gifts. Spiritual gifts are not about revealing. They're about revealing Jesus to the, to the world. They're signposts of the kingdom. The moment you forget that, then you're on shaky ground. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 4, I'm not going to read that tonight, but it talks about all of the spiritual gifts. But it says when you're in a setting like this, you know, tongues, the devotional gift of tongues is a great gift. But if I just walk up and down speaking in tongues, it's not going to help the rest of you. It should be interpreted or use those gifts in a public setting that will be encouraging and uplifting to others. And I'll leave you to read that for yourself. Lastly, they're for the common good. That means they're to build up the body of Christ. And they're not just for Christians, they're for non-Christians as well. So we need another three volunteers. So how should we do this? I think we should get Ruby to choose three volunteers for us. Is that a good idea? Oh, you've got some volunteers here already. Oh, there she is there. So I was looking down in Tyra's direction. Do you want to choose me three volunteers? Cuzzy bro? Hey? You've got to choose, you choose, the relative, you choose your rallies. Is that how it works, Simon? Yeah, does that mean I get sort of some Māori bread and sort of, you know, some golden syrup or something afterwards? No? Boil up? No? Oh. Oh. Okay. So while Ruby's thinking that, don't take a long time, Ruby. So, okay. Oh, look, it won't be painful. It'll be short. But I just want to make the point that we can use spiritual gifts in the workplace and they shouldn't be weird. So when you come up, I just want you to tell me what your workplace is. You know, whether, it's, whether you're a student or whether you're, I don't know what you might be, whether you're a pharmacist or you're a fireman or you're a dentist or whether you're a school teacher or whatever it is. Right? Great. Okay, to the front, please, guys. Thank you so much. Give them some encouragement. They're good sorts. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, I did a bit of praying about this because I thought this could be, this could be quite weird. So I thought, yeah. And, and again, I, I got a couple of pictures that came to mind as I was praying this afternoon. So I'm just looking to see if they connect, you know, if these people connect with any of those pictures um, that I had in my mind. And um, I'm just drawn to Liam for some reason, probably because he's so handsome like myself and upstanding, <laughs> awesome young man, comes from the Taranaki, which is about as close as you get to the West Coast in the North Island, isn't it? Absolutely. And um, 
Yeah, I just had a word and I, I felt that there's going to come a time when you're going to have to, you, I, I see there'll be a time in the future where there's like a crossroads for you. And it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. But I, I think, you know, there's, as you know, there's a call and grace of God on your life for ministry. So I don't know that by word of knowledge. I just know that because I know Liam and I know his mum and dad. Um, and I think, you know, it's gonna, you're gonna, there's going to be a choice. Do I really serve the gift and calling of God on my life or do I head in another kind of direction? And, uh, and God will give you the choice. You know, it will be your choice. And, um, and when it comes that time, I pray that God will give you the grace and wisdom to make the right choice because it, it's something good. So be encouraged. So we should give him a clap, shouldn't we? So, and I had one other picture um, in mind. And um, again, it was like the, um, the David picture of not so much like in Saul's army, but of just kind of being in a place where sort of maybe you feel as though no one actually sees you, but God sees you. Um, I felt that was for you, that, um, you know, that sometimes maybe you can feel um, that you're not, not seen or you're in the background or whatever, but you're incredibly special to God. Actually, Pastor Jan had something along these lines, and I think it was not just for you, but for others too, that sometimes you can just feel that you're in the background, you're not noticed, you're not seen, but God sees every person, every person's special, every person's loved, and God watches over you. But I felt that was specially for you. God is watching over you. And there'll be a right time, you know, when, when you can come forward or whatever the next season is, you'll know that time. But know now that God is watching over you. You're not forgotten. You're loved, you're cherished, and you're precious. Yeah. And then, Sophia, I've just got nothing. So, so then I have... So don't be discouraged, because it's up to me, right? So I have to get... I have to be on the edge and distrust because I'm the vessel. I don't own these gifts. I can't pull them out of the back pocket. Um, so I just have to, to take a risk. Um, and if I don't have anything, I'll go with a scripture that I feel is encouraging for here. But actually, I, I really feel that um, yeah, God's got incredible things for you. I think there's a leadership, grace, and gifting upon your life. And uh, I know that things don't always turn out, you know, as we think they're going to turn out. But God would say that he's in the twists and the turns, that sometimes the, um, what are those, um, the tangents, um, you know, some of the, sometimes the detours, they turn out to be the main track, that God's in all of those. He watches over you. And I think God's just saying, enjoy the season that you're in. Don't feel that you have to kind of rush on and, and do great and amazing things, but enjoy this season grow in your intimacy and relationship with God and he's going to open the right doors for you and it's going to be amazing and you're going to really enjoy it. God's got something for you that you'll really enjoy because I think part of you is you sometimes think, oh, I wonder if God's got something for me that I don't really enjoy, you know, and I'm going to have to make do with that. But no, God knows how you're wired and he's got something that's just perfect for you. Awesome. awesome. Great. Cool. Now, you could do that with any of those people in a way that isn't weird in the workplace. You know, there's no these and thous or whatever. You don't need to be ashamed if you're a Christian because you're a Christian. How does this work? It's not magic. I'm not pulling it out of my pocket. This is God's Spirit speaking through me to encourage you. So you could do that with people in your workplace in a way that isn't weird. Thank you, guys. Let's share our appreciation. That's awesome. 
Motivational gifts, um, they should be up on the screen for you. I don't want to say too much more about them. I just wanted to talk about two. This is not an exhaustive list of motivational gifts. And there are a couple there that aren't there. Martyrdom, for example. Who wants that gift, eh? That's a motivational gift. You only get to use it once with that particular gift. But the other one that was there, and I don't know that there'll be too many keen takers for this, is the gift of celibacy. That's not also not on their list. Gosh, that made the room go quiet, didn't it? <laughs> this is the quietest you've been all night. And the reason I wanted to say that is this. I remember when I was, I'm not sure how old I was when I met Gillian. I remember when I was 25. Gillian and I have both been through broken engagements. At 25, I thought, woman took too much time, caused too much pain, and cost too much money. And I thought, is that the truth? No. Oh, no, that's the wrong answer. No, just backing back. Just winding that back. I've since learnt that that was not the case. I'm so blessed to be married to Gillian. <laughs> We're going to be married 38 years this year, so that's awesome. <laughs> Dug a hole and managed just to level it, I reckon, so hopefully no worse off than when we first started down that track. But I just wanted to say, I believe that there are some people here tonight and you're worried whether you're ever going to find your life partner, your husband and wife. Now, I, that's not a word of knowledge. That's just people in the room, and because I've been there. At 25, I grew up in the metropolis of Levin, as you all know. I knew all the girls in Levin. There were none for me. So I was going to be single for the rest of my days because I knew all the girls in Levin. I mean, it's not a big town. Um, and so that's how I felt. But then God did something else. I want to say to you, if you're thinking like that, there are some people that are called to be single, but it is a gift to be single. And it's a journey, but those who are called to be single, there's a grace and a joy in being single. And so if you're struggling with that and you don't have a grace and a joy to be single for the rest of your days, don't settle for that. Believe God for that life partner that he has for you. I just felt in the room there'll be people who are struggling with that. Not because there's a word of knowledge, just because there are people in the room and people always struggle with that. But I did feel Holy Spirit was saying that that's a word of encouragement for you. If you want a life partner, maybe you've been through um, divorce and you're on your own now. I don't know what everyone's journey is, but Holy Spirit will be at work in that. If you have a desire to have someone to share your life with, I couldn't do what we're doing in ministry without Gillian. It just wouldn't happen. So if you have that desire to have that right life partner, that's a God-given desire. Believe for that. Don't settle for anything less. If you are called to the gift of celibacy, that will kind of work itself out over a journey and there'll be a grace to be able to do that. But that is the exception in my experience rather than the rule. Okay, our time has coming to an end. Just to finish off tonight, there's a scripture there. All of these spiritual gifts that we've talked about, Ascension Ministry gifts, the 1 Corinthians 12 gifts, 4 to 11, the charismatic gifts they're called, um, we're going to speak over the next three weeks. There's, we're going to sw- speak about spoken gifts. Uh, we're going to talk about um, gifts of revelation and gifts of power. So that'll be unpacked for you over the coming weeks. Please try and tune into each of those. Be in the room. It's always better to be in the room and catch it. If you can't, watch it online by all means. Um, so they'll, come, they'll, they'll fill in all my mistakes and they'll give you the practical outworking of how those work. So that's good. I just want to say that all of these spiritual gifts a part of the body of Christ. No one has them all. And um, in some of those slides that perhaps me is having to do amazing things, I don't know how she's doing it, I'm not looking at it because it would just be mind-blowing, but you know, it talks about we're not all arms, we're not all legs, we're the body of Christ, we need one another. No one has all the spiritual gifts. We work together as a team. 
So we need to understand that. We also need to understand 1 Corinthians 13, that the motivation is love. You know, you can have prophecy, you can have tongues, you can work amazing wonders, but if you have, don't have love, it is nothing. It's rubbish. It's like being on the refuge tip. And so make sure we have, I have to make sure that I have a right heart attitude as we're exercising these spiritual gifts. It's so important. If we could have the team back, that would be awesome. Thank you. Just as I come to a, um, a close tonight, during the week as you're praying for these spiritual gifts, and these spiritual gifts, the 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11, the charismatic gifts, these nine gifts, they're born out of prayer. You're not born with them, they're born out of prayer. There's a difference. Motivational gifts, you know, you might have the gift of hospitality or mercy or um, leadership or whatever it might be. They're a function of your personality and can be developed. But these gifts we're talking about in, in this series, they're born out of prayer. You're just a vessel that the Holy Spirit operates through. So I'm believing this week as we're praying that Holy Spirit's going to give you a hunger for these gifts. And you're probably not going to want to wait until next Sunday to give it a try. So step out and give it a try. And I can just see yourself, I would be like this. I still am like this. How do I know if this is a Michael thought or a God thought? And here's two things to consider. Is this revelation that I'm getting, is it honoring to God? And the person that I'm going to share this with, maybe it's a word of encouragement. Is it going to help them on their journey to know and to love God? If it is, go for it. The worst thing you can do is make a mistake. If you make a mistake, you learn from mistakes. So I just wanted to encourage you with that.